This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you feeling? You've moved. We've moved. I'm in a room with no furniture. So sorry for any audio engineers out there. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's going good. There's wallpaper samples. You know, things are happening. Isn't wallpaper kind of wild? It's amazing. Are, are you, what are you guys wallpapering? Um, you wanted to do like an accent wall in our office. Mostly oh, like a nice. Zoom background. <laughs> so <laughs> That's, Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. We want to, I'm trying to wallpaper a bathroom right now. And I picked something like months ago that was so colorful and loud. And now I'm like maybe regretful, but I'm just going to keep barreling through. And we have an appointment for someone to do it on Monday. Wait, this is actually the perfect segue into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because I have to tell you, I was trying to explain to Mike what twall is. I think that's how you say it. You know, you know, that kind of like blue and white drawing pattern it's like very yes okay the, that's all over Kathy Hilton's yes room okay and body yes so I was like I was I picked a sample that was like that kind of twelve, and I was like this is a rich person aesthetic this is like French this is like very sophisticated and Mike was like I don't get it it looks like someone didn't color in their drawings <laughs> And I, he was like, I've never seen this before. And I was trying to tell him this was like high class, very fashion girl shit. And then I see fucking Kathy Hilton covered in 12, 12 vases, 12 clothes, 12 curtains, all of it. And I was like, I am the same person as Kathy Hilton. You're Kathy Hilton. <laughs> oh my God, you have such boozy taste. Yes. I love it. That's it's so funny. Every time I've tried to win Tony over with a wallpaper, he's always like, listen, wallpaper can be so girly. And I'm like, everything can be girly. Like, it's not that all wallpaper is just feminine. I was like, I think that you're thinking about flowers. Do you just think that all (laughs) flowers are girly and that all wallpaper have flowers? And he was like. I guess that is what I'm thinking. And I was like, okay, so we just have to find wallpaper without flowers, which you'll be shocked to know is very possible to find. Mm-hmm. That is okay. That's <laughs> wild. I, first of all, love that. Pa- what is it? Twall, you said? I think it's called twall. And I was texting it to Mike and he was like, I literally thought you were leaving the T off the word toilet. So I thought you were telling me <laughs> Kathy Hilton has a room full of toilets that's toilet themed. And I'm like, well, it wouldn't surprise me. She has so much money. <laughs> 
No, I love that, I mean, pattern, for lack of a better word, or mm-hmm. that just, like, look. There's, um, I, when I was living alone, I had sort of a similar sort of vibe on my, like, bedding that I loved so much. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I did also feel that it was, like, fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Kathy Hilton, do you think who is hunky-dory is real? <laughs> what do they you all think? She's, like, acting fight. now? Okay, so there are people online that are like she's she's egging she is uh, amplifying this part of her personality up because she is trying to be funny. She's trying to just like stay goofy so that like nobody can really point fingers at her for anything like legitimate or get in some sort of like weird fight with her. But to interrupt Sutton crying saying, "I can't pretend everything is hunky dory when it's not," by saying, "Who is hunky dory?" Feels so goofy to me, Alyssa. That's so. <laughs> what do you mean? Who is hunky dory? I like what. And if even. And I think my bigger point is that not that she does like. But obviously, never heard the word hunky dory before, which is crazy. Is that she would like inject herself into that moment of somebody sobbing to like ask this goofy question? People, for the most part, are loving it, but I have a little bit of skepticism about it. I hear I you. I think she might also just be like heavily medicated, like a rich woman. <laughs> so, and she might just be a little like loopy and have no more feelings left. I we don't know what she's seen being married to Conrad Hilton. Her daughter's Paris Hilton. Like, who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, think about think about the apple and the tree, right? Like Paris Hilton is sort of. I guess you could say that's her brand of comedy as well. Just like misunderstanding everything. So she had yes. to get gotten it from somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on the fake, on the fake performance. But I will keep an eye no, out for it. No, I think I think that there's just moments where I'm like, this is pushing it a little too far. Okay. But I also have to give, I guess, some of that responsibility over to like the edit and like what we're seeing of her, and they're amplifying this a lot too from true, Bravo's true, perspective. True. And I will also say, I was very happy to see that when Sutton sat down and Kathy Hilton herself went. Hello, Tom, what did she call Thomasina? Thomasina, yeah. And I thought that was such a perfect combination of her being goofy and a fucking shitster. I was like, welcome to the Housewives, Kathy. That's what I need from you. Like, I want you to be goofy and silly and, like, accidentally drinking a Red Bull at 2 a.m. because you don't know what it is. But then I also need you to, like, help move the story and the drama forward every once in a while. Like, you got to participate. And that's what she did. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. exciting. I was so jealous of this whole gathering. Like, I wanted so badly. Like, imagine you're just, like, in the height of COVID and you just get to go over to Lisa Rinna's house and have homemade bolognese from her fucking handsome husband. I know. It was, like, Harry's bolognese luncheon, which I loved. And also, (laughs) can we talk about – I've literally never seen this before and nobody commented on it, which means it must be, like, something that all rich people have. Did you see those little, like, spinning things by the charcuterie plate? Alyssa, did I see them? I paused it. <laughs> did I fucking see them? I paused it and I went, Tony! We I have was to get so it! Impressed. Yeah. I was like, this is a really this makes so much sense, especially since nobody told me that there's so many flies on the west side. There's a lot of flies there's over flies here. There's flies everywhere. There's <laughs> flies everywhere, girl, but there are a lot of flies over here. And it's I guess it's even well, more noticeable. You do noticeable live by the canals. Not... You live very close to the canals, which is standing yeah. water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's lots of I've like had fruit flies when there's like nary a fruit in, a fruit in sight. So mm-hmm. I'm over it. But 
I uh, I loved those things. So we'll have to post them on Instagram. But they're like truly tiny little like windmills that you can put by your charcuterie board or any food that you're having outside. And it keeps flies and bugs away. So smart. I haven't been able to. I'm going to find one. And I certainly hope that I could get one that's not like $4 million. Because it obviously is like a rich person accessory. But I hope you could get one and it's like somewhat I feel affordable. Like There's got to be an Amazon version. Yeah, you could just put a very tall, like, you know those fans that you bring around to an amusement park? You just put those by the charcuterie plate. <laughs> and see, and you could, pay, you know what? You could tape little straws to them, and then the straws would extend the fan, and there's your, like, you know, bargain basement charcuterie plate p- protector. I love this. <laughs> Come to our janky version of the Lisa Rena Harry Hamlin Bolognese night. <laughs> we just have straws taped to amusement park fans flying left and right. So uh, no, I want one of those so bad. I'm so happy you noticed it, too. Um, and wait, speaking of style, I, I, like, I don't know how you'll feel about this or if you'll even remember it, but I do think that the like retro baseball uniform with like a floral pattern on it that Erica Jane is wearing when everyone comes to her house Mm -hmm. is the is like my favorite garment of clothing I've maybe ever seen like that Mm -hmm. feels like the epitome of my style like I I love fucking flowers and I love weird like tomboyish things and yet and it looks so comfortable it was like made of silk I'll have to take a picture of it and put it on Insta too. But I was like, this is a ridiculous outfit, but it's absolutely, I think, my like height of fashion. Yeah, she does like very comfortable but very fashionable really well. Like it's essentially Ugh. she's always wearing like a sweatsuit, but it's like a fashion girl version of a, a fashion high-end girl version. Sweatsuit. Yeah. And she's and it's still always like flattering without having to be super, super, super tight. It's like because I feel like sometimes I put on, like, a tracksuit or, like, with these, like, matching loungewear things that are so fashionable now, and I look like a big baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I just look like a toddler. And I'm like, how do I still look like a woman in this? But she's figured – it's probably fucking tailored. That's what um, rich people do with their clothes. They're tailored. Which, by the way, did you see that all that <gasps> shit is going to get taken yes, away from her? Because a judge ruled that uh, Tom Girardi's victims can go after Erica Jane's assets terrifying i saw that shoe closet and i was like those are gone (laughs) they're gone honey and right and to have that ruling right after an episode where she rattles off all of the things that she gets her own income from like her shoe dazzle collab and her fucking makeup two-faced collaboration she's like i've got enough for my tiny house and my postmates it's like no honey you've got enough for the victims whose money you've stolen to come back and get it from you that's what you've got enough for that's wild and it's and wasn't it ruled in just one it was ruled in one um case for lack of a better word for one of the victims and there's like so many more Mm -hmm. so it could just keep happening I don't see why it wouldn't it's also just like so offensive like I don't know where she's living right now I'm sure we could easily find out but she's like I just have my tiny house with like some of my stuff and I'm like that house costs more than any house I could ever buy (laughs) No, it's it's, it's a so multi-million ridiculous. dollar home, you asshole. Like, don't fucking... And she's like, can you believe I'm living in a place with three bedrooms? It's like, the, yeah. What? She's like, I actually uh. kind of like it. I'm using the dishwasher. And I'm like, bitch, I just went seven years with no dishwasher. Like, fuck oh you. <laughs> fuck off, Erica. Yeah, that is a wild development. I also, I wonder how long it's going to take for us to get any sort of... Uh, 
verdict or any sort of conclusion with Tom himself. Like, what's happening? There? Feels like but, years, right? I don't know. I don't know. It feels These like they're gonna drag forever. this shit out. Um, I did enjoy. What do you think of this whole? I want to get into like the Crystal Sutton fight, but I just also would like to point out that our girl Dorit. <laughs> she was in the fight giving great face like reactions and you know all of that Mm -hmm. with a full like Dior hair clips spelled out on the side of her head so there's this one reaction shot where it's like she whips her head around and it just says Dior in her hair (laughs) and at one point she literally it's like just off the side of the center of the frame you see her like talking to Sutton who's crying and she's checking her lipstick in the selfie camera. (laughs) Yes. I love it so much. You could tell that she, because the camera's sort of behind her and that's why we can even see the selfie camera on her phone. And I feel like there's this moment of like, the camera is not on me because of this fight. So I have a second and Mm -hmm. it's like, girl, the camera is right fucking behind you. But I love that because that's what I also don't have like a little compact. I just check my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, am I... Dorit. She has her priorities um, straight. <laughs> yeah, she's figured it out. No, I, I loved what she was giving. I thought this fight was so funny. I think that, listen, I think that they're both being a little extreme, and that's what makes it feel like they're just like the heightened versions of their characters and that this fight is getting out of hand. I also will say, like, Crystal is is intimidating, She's fucking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not want to be on her bad side. I also wanted to ask you how hardcore that you, you related to her when Crystal called uncompetitive people losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was do like, that's very that. Alyssa. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. so Alyssa. Like, I Alyssa murdered like more three people stuff. at a beer pong party at your house. And they were like, yeah. I had no idea you were so competitive. And I was like, oh, you didn't? That's weird. <laughs> Crazy. Like trying to act like I'm not a fucking monster when it comes to any kind of games. <laughs> Oh, yeah, somebody man. walked inside and was like, wow, Alyssa, like, really, really whooped my ass in beer pong just now. <laughs> <laughs> like, in a shocking way. And I'm like, that rings, yeah, that makes sense. Did I know she was good at beer pong? No. But would I put money on it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you were like, why don't we all go play beer pong? Like, that's the writing on the wall. <laughs> that's the writing on the wall. Anytime you're going to be like, hey, Taylor, why don't you, do you want to go bowling? I would be like, oh, man, that's, that's a bad sign. But yeah, she's fucking competitive as fuck. I love it. So. I love a sporty housewife. I love she's really good at tennis. Tennis is very hard, as I discovered over the pandemic. I used to think tennis was just like sort of like a rich people half sport, unless you were like really competing at it, you know, but just like casually, yeah. it doesn't look like it's that hard. It's super hard. And yeah, she's very even good. casually. Tony yeah. and I have gone like once or twice and bopped it around. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not even something you could casually do. It's a no. it's a great workout. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you did you think that uh, jealous of what your ugly leather pants hit as well as it did in the trailer? How did, what did you think about the set? I think it's fight? a little overdone. I think you know this is what Beverly Hills does, right? We have a full blown fraud case going on with Erica Jane. We have a thirty seven year old man trying to impregnate a nineteen year old daughter, and what do we spend a whole episode on? Sutton crying over being called, you know, violating or whatever yeah. it's like. Um, I don't really care. I think I think you're. I think Sutton is a little bit unhinged right now. Whether mm-hmm. that's her hormones or what's going on in her life or whatever, she's clearly extremely emotional. And I think Crystal is not unbothered and scary and a mean girl, whether she's right or wrong. Like the way she fights is very mean girl esque, and mm-hmm. so. 
I'm just a little like, you guys don't like each other. Let's move on to the real stuff, which it seems like we're going to get next week through the Erica crying teaser. Yeah, Erica crying teaser. Oof. Yeah, that does seem like it's going to be a lot. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Um, should we get into Roni? Yes, let's get into Roni. This is have so scary. You... Okay, I was going to say, have you been to Salem, Massachusetts? No. Okay, I've been to Salem, Massachusetts maybe 12 times. Like, what? I've been so much. So I lived in New Hampshire for like four or five years, and my mom is like very, very into any and all things that are very spooky and also mm-hmm. just like very into the Salem Witch Trials, which I would like to say are two different things. And mm-hmm. the actual city is very, very much, um, I don't know, it, like that that separation is very obvious when you're there because half of the actual town is separated into this like very historic, very respectful um, sort of a vibe. And then the other half is like, get your tarot cards read and get a spooky like ghost tattoo. And it's it's like a really fascinating place to be in terms of like tourism because there's a lot of people who are there who are just like, big history buffs who are like made to feel somewhat uncomfortable by all of like the witchy Mm -hmm. like spooky things and then there's the opposite where it is this trip that we're seeing on roni where it's like just a bunch of women wanting to like go get wasted and wear witch hats and so it's the most fascinating place to be and my mom would take me there constantly like we were just like always there and it was like the (laughs) coolest coolest little town i will say that they have these amazing reenactment like trials with actors that you could go and sit in the courthouse and they will perform like scripts of the actual trials of people that were being accused of being witches and like fucking warlocks and you could watch them do it and they're so committed Alyssa that they like inspired me I'm like I was gonna say because of these people yeah wow yeah I love that and then my (laughs) my senior year at Ithaca uh they did the crucible and I was like there's just no way I'm not gonna be Abigail in this like I just I've done the fucking homework. If I'm not Abigail, I'm going to light this place on fire. And they were smart enough to cast me. And it was like such a full circle moment in my life because I was just so already like knee deep in everything witch trials. So I was hoping that, and I know we have another episode, but I was hoping that they might do, they might have a little bit more of an actual like honoring of everything that happened to like the 21 people that died and were murdered because of this like crazy hysteria. Uh, but instead they're doing this just like everything is spooky and we're trying to scare you with these like twins. Um, so I don't know, but I hope that they, I hope that they do the other side too. Cause it's such a fascinating little town. I mean the gist of it, like the adult, I feel like you always have to learn like the adult version of history where you're like, Oh, the actually what we didn't hear in school is that yeah. they just like murdered a bunch of women cause they didn't like them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you can swim. We're going to burn you alive. Like no, that was and they it. were, they were bored as fuck. I personally am, uh, I am one who believes in the, bread mold theory which is that a lot of the little girls that had supposedly seen all of these visions of the women in the town who again like you said they just didn't like 
seeing shit flying or doing something bad with their poppy dolls were eating moldy bread that had hallucinogens in it and were just like truly actually drugged. And also, these people were so fucking bored because they weren't allowed to do anything, even play games. Like, it was just like a horrible, horrible life. And this was like the most exciting thing to happen to them. And they just like killed a bunch of women who were probably pretty chill. All of them sounded like they were very creative and cool. Cute. So, but you're not allowed to do that. Um, but yeah, so I just had to go on my Salem rant because I'm obsessed with it. I love that. And I love that they're just like, we need to break from the election where we're going to elect the first (laughs) women in history. Let's go play spooky seance at a very historic women's studies-esque site. (laughs) Like Like you could do that anywhere in New York too. If you just like want to go play with a Ouija board somewhere with really cool (laughs) decorations, like do it. I think we've done it on other episodes. Like that would be fine. But, um, yeah, so I think it's just such a fun – and it's bizarre to me that they're there during COVID, like, that mm-hmm. they they were like, what's a place that we could go? Like, Salem? <laughs> um, just so bizarre. Uh, but we'll have to go one day because it is very fun to visit and do, like, a little bit of both. Like, we always – I always like to go and, like, do the reenactment plays, but then, like, go get my tarot cards read before we left. Because it's just, cool. like, a fun vibe. I love um, that. But what did you think of this episode? I love Sonia wearing her face mask as like a visor on her eyes. That was the <laughs> highlight of the episode. I love Sonia going to Philly with this beautiful uh, matchmaker who yes, I like so I, much. I love her. How do we get her on the pod? I'm obsessed with this woman. I love that she's in Philly. I loved her whole energy. I'm fascinated by her business. I'm fascinated. I was surprised she was like so young and cool. It, yeah. it strikes me as something that... Like a matchmaker, I think of like an older, wiser woman. But this this bitch was hot. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe she could have been a housewife, but maybe she's not wealthy enough or something. It just seemed like she's getting friend mm-hmm. of treatment. But maybe in the future, she'll get leveled up. Maybe she'll yeah. move to New York and not be in Philly, and then that'll help her out or something. Does that, though, and this is just occurring to me, the fact that she is, like, a matchmaker to the stars and she's based in Philly prove you and I have amazing taste? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's give ourselves credit. <laughs> and she's like, listen, I'll hook you up, I, but I'm based in Philly. Like, most of my amazing bachelors are going to be Look, in Philly. Sonia Morgan married J.P. Morgan and had a private island, and we have dated for a very long time to <laughs> filmmakers that have done some things. It's the same thing, obviously. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, I loved this. I loved this matchmaker thing. I think it's so funny to, like, the answers of, like, what do you do and what are you interested in, like, made me kind of cringe for Sonia. But then I realized, like, nobody's answers wouldn't. It's such a weird sort of vulnerable place to be in if somebody's like, hey, how do you spend your time and how do you want to spend your time with a partner? They're just, like, always going to be, like, sort of awkward and weird. It's such a, like, sort of naked experience to just have to tell someone professionally, like, how and who you would like to date. But I'm happy she's doing it. I loved, yeah, I loved Ebony saying Sonia, like Sonia was trying to be like, I don't care about money. And she she was like, let me step in on behalf of my client. Sonia married the bank. We don't want any broke asses. (laughs) Because Sonia will like fuck a busboy and be like, we're getting married. You know, like no no shade to busboys, but like 
that's not good for her. Like, we don't want no. that to be happy. We don't want a Kevin Federline is what and I'm trying to say. Even, yeah, and she because she doesn't realize what the consequences of that would even be. So, yeah, yeah it is. As, it, it would be a good friend to be like, hey, you've lived a certain life for a while. Then, sure, there's wiggle room. But let's not be. Let's not get brash here. Yeah. Is, you married the bank, honey. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is, did, if you heard that putting hats on a bed are bad luck? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, I'm i sure there's so many like superstitious rules that I am not privy to, but I know quite a bit coming from like theater especially. And like I've just never heard about hats on a bed being bad. But I, I maybe don't know. Maybe Luann. Maybe you know what? I'm gonna well, go. Luann is you know American Indian, as she would say. So oh I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. No, that's a horrible thing to say. She's just always constantly bringing that up. Oh my god, like, it's a cowboy faux pas. What? Placing your cowboy hat on a bed is said to invite mischievous bad luck or foretell an argument. At worst, it's a premonition of injury or death. It is a cowboy superstition. Okay, well, as someone who is part Native American, it feels like that's not your culture. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly the opposite, Luann. Jesus Christ. Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> Get your brand correct or don't have it at all. That's all Figure I have to say. It out. Uh, um, they all wanted to fuck a ghost, which is weird. I don't identify with that. No, I know, but I that feels sort of like an older woman thing. <laughs> or sure. again, maybe just my weird mom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like maybe all your crushes die. You're like, oh my God, Elvis is dead. Maybe I have a chance now in yeah. the afterlife. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think that like vampires are sexy? No. <laughs> yeah. See, that's another <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, I think that vampires and ghosts being sexy is maybe something that we grow into, Alyssa. We'll have to just find out. I don't know. But... I'm scared of them. Like, I yeah. don't want a ghost or a vampire. Like, the problem is I sort of believe in, maybe not vampires, but I believe in that stuff. And if I start to think about it too much, then I'm afraid I'll, like, attract it to me. And so I'm just like, <laughs> no sex, no terror, like, none of it for me. Thank you. I'll just focus on being alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes sense. This makes sense. Um, uh, yeah. What else? Should we? I don't know. This whole like fight between Ramona and Ebony and Ramona screaming, should I apologize for being white? My mother came here with nothing. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the person that we think you are, Ramona. <laughs> yeah, it's getting. Yeah, that got like very off the rails. But it's it's at least interesting to watch. Again, like we were saying last week, all of them kind of chime in with their own sort of weird. So it becomes just like a more classic housewives mm-hmm, fight. Mm-hmm. And so that aspect of it I was enjoying, but it's becoming sort of like a broken record, especially with Ramona. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the her getting up to leave is annoying to me. I'm like, second, that's I always hate when any housewife does that. Yeah. Um, so stop doing it for this because this is obviously not going away. It's like she went to one therapy session and she's like, I did therapy and the only thing the person said is like when you feel yourself getting to a 10 like walk away and that she's like that's all I need and that's all she does all the time now yeah yeah that's precisely it um which wait is a perfect segue into (laughs) the hills yes (laughs) so I first of all before I ask how we feel about murder mysteries the the what the segue is that I do feel like Spencer and Heidi are the perfect example of the guilting 
narcissist Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have parents that are like this a lot of people just like know friends that are like this but that when shit hits the fan and they the finger is pointed to them or they get confronted they do a like well then I guess nobody wants me here Mm -hmm. so I guess I will just leave because you all hate me and just like try to flip the script so that you're like asking them to stay you're like no I'm not saying that I hate you I'm saying that you can't be like making fun of this person's sobriety or you can't be doing this on this trip or whatever. And it's like there. this episode was such a classic example of like a guilting narcissist and they do it together and they feed into each other. And it's so wild to see their like evil toxic power grow between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching the interviews afterwards and watching Heidi try to justify what Spencer did was pretty insane to me. Like she, there was no like, you know, just because you're in a couple doesn't mean you stand by every single thing that your partner does. Like, there's definitely times where you're like, hey, that wasn't cool. I don't appreciate that. And then you talk about it and you move forward, you know? But Heidi just trying to be like, no, we really care about Jason and we saw that he almost lost his house. And so we don't know that he's capable of being sober. And that's part of being sober. It's like, fuck you, you're a horrible person. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. It's it's wild to see a couple that's so, as we've said on the pod before, like made for each other. And clearly, like, I don't think breaking up anytime soon. But like, do not challenge each other to be better in any single way and are only like creating their like crazy black hole of of sucking things in deeper and deeper together I did really enjoy seeing so they're getting into a fight and Jason who was you know on the original season as Lauren Conrad's boyfriend um Jason screaming at Spencer you're the same fucking weirdo you were 15 years ago I was like nobody ever talks about the original like chemistry in the show you know what I mean like they're like oh I haven't seen you in so long blah 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 but it was cool to get like a peek behind the curtain of what Jason like might have thought of Spencer at the time and then Spencer being full classic Spencer just saying like calm down I don't want you to relapse dude it was just like wow this is vintage this is vintage hills for sure that's so true yeah they don't talk about it I mean the closest it's been getting lately is obviously Kristen Cavallari coming back for like a second but even then they weren't even referring to the passes in the show mm-hmm. they were just like talking about the past and then now this sort of like Audrina Brody thing but yeah it's like talk about that that they that those two couples strike me as people who were not at all hanging out before this MTV producer came back and was like what if and then I imagine Spencer and Heidi were more so the people that were like let's get back in each other's lives like let's make this happen because they would be so desperate to get back yeah. on this show so the these like references to them going to each other's children's birthday parties and like getting closer that seems all in the recent like couple years all to do with this show and I would feel especially betrayed if I'm Jason and Jason's wife if like then they pull me onto this show and then start fucking being horrible to me I'd be like what the fuck you guys are insane people you guys are bad shit crazy it would just be so hard to live a a life with them in it and then once you add cameras into the mix I don't know how you'd be able to handle that friendship like ever it's it's bonkers I don't think if I'm Jason's wife and I'm pregnant there's just like no way I could stay calm in that situation yeah (laughs) I I thought she was pretty okay I I probably would have dove across the table like that 
and also for Heidi to be so like, I really think a part of this is that Heidi's jealous that they're pregnant again. Oh, you know, yeah. like Spencer's just probably shit talking them being like, you wouldn't want to be them because he's like a loose cannon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just that whole situation, like the idea of having to stay calm for nine months when you're like full of hormones is just so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love that Spencer and Heidi like did some sort of Reiki healing thing. And it's so funny. They're like, we're just trying to get rid of negative energy. And she's like in a full beat like she's wearing a red lip like laying on the ground that made me want to ask you too I think it's insane and she referenced it a few times she asked her makeup artist to watch Gunner Uh uh-huh and as someone who has recently had the luxury of having somebody come and do my makeup and before an event that is not a situation where you go will you watch my baby while I go to this dinner like during COVID it seems so bonkers and she kept being like my makeup artist is doing me a favor and watching my baby and like that's insane and obviously as somebody who probably has a full beat every day she might have like a wicked close relationship to her makeup artist and it might be a little bit different but like that woman has a job and it's not your babysitter so it's so weird that that kept coming up I was like yeah you shouldn't be at this dinner Heidi that's crazy those are two completely different jobs that's not cool um wait which also reminds me how do you feel, Alyssa, about murder mystery and murder mystery nights? You know, I've never done one before. Um, and I don't love lying. You know, like we've talked about when yes. we play Mafia or like Among Us. I get very stressed. So as long as I'm not the murderer, I think I could have fun. But if I was the murderer, I'd be just like, my face would be red. I'd be panicking the whole time being like, why don't, I don't know. Why don't you talk to Taylor? She seems suspicious. Like it would so clearly be me and it would be over. I haven't done one either, but I think that they look, they look fun, but you can't control like, you would have to get a group that is agreeing how committed they're going to be to it, right? So I would get, I would see myself getting annoyed if I like have my character and I'm getting into it and then other people are like, I don't really care about this. I just want to talk about other stuff. I'd be like, well, are we playing the game or are we not playing the game? I'm actually one million percent shocked as you would have bet that I was very competitive at beer pong I would have bet that you had done several murder mystery parties (laughs) it's a very theater school thing it is it is very theater school thing I I I think I was invited to one and for some reason I couldn't go and I was really bummed out about it I have done though my friend Bert has hosted like really good werewolf nights and that's the closest thing and that's more like mafia and that's um but that's not as much of a like your playing a character like I've never been assigned a character Mm -hmm. that has like an alibi and you get to like sort of improv around the room like werewolf you all still sit in a circle and then you are trying to like play it's exactly like mafia Mm -hmm. so those I've been to and those I love but yeah isn't it crazy I've been to Salem like 12 times, but I haven't had a murder mystery Someone night. invite her to a murder mystery Someone invite ASAP. me to a murder mystery night. She would crush but it. I can already I see like a little flapper headband. Yeah. You, oh, my God. You know, Thank red you. lip. Everything is made for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. How exciting. Wait, I have to ask you, what did you think of this? I have been thinking that this Brody Audrina shit is fake, but seeing them, I know that it's edited, but, like, I could feel the chemistry just, like, sitting next to each other by the fireplace making s'mores. Oh, my God. There's marshmallow in your mustache, Brody. Yeah, the, the like, cute flirting back and forth. They clearly have chemistry. Yeah. But they're both also so fucking hot that yeah. I don't 
don't really give them that much credit for that. Fine. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but <laughs> I also wonder if, okay, there's like a little, almost like a showman's theory behind this where let's say that there is a somewhat produced uh, conversation behind the scenes of them being like, you know, it would be funny as if we did like a will they, won't they with um, Audrina and Brody. Like they're both single this season. They're both so hot. Like what if we did a will they, won't they? Are you guys down to do that? Like, we're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but we're going to be asking the other castmates about your flirtation and whatever. Just that, if only even just that happened, I guarantee there would be this, like, explosion of sexual tension between the two of them because that was addressed and because they're, like, playing the role. And they're both like, yeah, we're both just going to, like, flirt on camera and, like, pretend that we're into kissing each other, but we're, like, sort of not. Like, that would actually produce so much hot energy between them. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. that's what I feel like we're seeing at this fire is that maybe the original spark of this being a plot on the show was was sort of prompted by the hills. But the what we're seeing still feels very real because they have a very palpable real chemistry that's only being amped by this whole mm-hmm. thing. That that's makes sense. Theory. I also really did not, you know, I would think – I would hope that their flirting was more interesting than Audrina just saying, like, just put it in my mouth, Brody. You know, I was disappointed in that. <laughs> yeah, you would hope. But they really got to, they got to beat you over the head with this show. I have this really, like, <laughs> complex, intimate relationship I built between them in my head that, like, oh clearly God. doesn't exist at all. <laughs> well, supposedly it does if there's these, like, late nights that even. Yeah, what are they uh, talking about if that's what yeah, they're what flirting? Yeah, what could they possibly yeah. be talking about? But even Caitlin was referring to it happening before the cameras were rolling. So if that's true, then they do have stuff to say. Can and you... maybe it has to do with, like, everything that's going on with Audrina's daughter that she's not allowed to talk about on camera, too. Can you But literally... that's hard for me to believe that, like, Brody Jenner is, like, her fucking, like, safe space friend to talk about her parenting issues. Yeah, I mean, that's a separate thing that I think we should talk about how Caitlyn Jenner is coming off in this show. But can you literally imagine how fucking fast I would break up with Mike if he was hanging out with a girl one-on-one <laughs> talking to her straight through the night? Like, yeah, multiple... No. no. Like, if that happened even one time, I'd be like, no, we're not together anymore. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it's definitely a very weird violation. And the only exception to the rule would be if there's, like... Like, look, you're, you're dating a guy who's, like, very best friend in the entire world, like, would be the woman of honor at your wedding, is is a woman, and they're super, super close. But even then, you would expect, like, in some ways, a relationship to sort of change after you're married to somebody. And, like, there's just some things that would change. Like, I don't know. Maybe that makes me sound like an asshole. But no, I mean, I feel staying like up if you're all that night close, is crazy. if you're that close and you're a girl, then, like, I'm invited too and I'm going to help you out as well. You know, it's as yeah. simple as that. It's like, why don't, why am I excluded from this? I don't know. It's very... It seems very strange. I'm a big yeah, believer of like that's the bigger thing. If you respect someone's relationship, then you do your best to have a rela- uh, a relationship with your friend's partner, you know. And so, mm-hmm. if you're excluding someone all night long, like multiple times, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like Caitlin um, is coming off kind of like extra bitter about everything. Yeah, and it makes me feel bad though, because like. <sighs> I do think that there are moments that 
everybody forgets that she was like married to Brody, that they dated for so long and they got married and their exes. And like, it gives me as somebody who tries often and and often not to to my own home authentically am like more of a cool girl vibe in a situation like Mm -hmm. this i'm friends with lots of exes like there's a lot of stuff that i genuinely do tolerate that's just like not a front or me putting on that's like some sort of airs about something but that that can sometimes make people trot on your feelings when they are real or they are hurt you are sensitive to something because you present yourself as someone who's not sensitive about these things. So her being friends with Brody, really cool, going to all these gatherings, and then having no one ever ask if she's okay or feeling a certain type of way about Brody moving on or about these jokes with Brody romantically in front of her is is a bummer. I think that's a shitty situation to be in. Right? Yeah. I don't – it's tough because, you know, what did you think the show was? Yeah. <laughs> so – yeah. You know, I think in, in in a normal situation where they don't have to be around each other 24-7, um, I'd be like, yeah, in isolated incidences, I could see why you'd want a heads up. But, like, you know that this is going to be happening. You know that – I don't know. I just feel – and she's also dating someone. I guess it's interesting that, like – so she – her reasoning for being upset about Brody and Audrina was – that when she talked to Audrina, Audrina said, like, Brody and I would never want to ruin our friendship over that. And her, Mm. and she was like, which doesn't even factor how I feel about it into the situation. And my thing is, like, I I would be more like, okay, so you guys do want to be with each other, and you did want to be with each other when I was married to him, but you just think that fucking might not work out. Like that's yeah, more like, what I'm mad about. You're you know? not. You weren't thinking about me now or then. Yeah. Like you're completely. <laughs> the only reason you guys aren't hooking up is because of reasons within yourself that has nothing to do with his wife at the time yeah. and his current ex-wife. Yeah. I or think that you really don't have point. feelings for each other and you yeah. didn't. You know, like and they're they're not saying do. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be that would be very very annoying to hear. And that's a really good point. I also think like you would want. I think if I was Caitlin, I would want just a just a nod to like look, I know that, you know, you get where I'm coming from or I know this is hard for you to hear. Like, just mm-hmm. some sort of reference so it's not doesn't just feel like two friends talking about Brody. I think Caitlin's just like, does anybody remember? Like, Yeah, yeah, that's Does anybody want to do one nod to just me being like, is this okay? Um, so, like, that's, that's where I feel for her that she has to toot her own horn about this because not a single person in the room is like, Caitlin, you good? Or, like, even making jokes about it. They're just, like, completely ignoring her when it comes up. Like, the sad scene with everybody at the table, like, ribbing on Brody and uh, Audrina for potentially hooking up. And nobody even did, like, a sideways glance to Caitlyn. I was like, ouch. That sucks. Um, I really think they all feel like you were getting eaten out by Miley Cyrus on a yacht. Like, you're fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But... (laughs) It's interesting to to see how it's what, like you said, the impression of her is for the audiences because there's just like no, I feel like there's no way to win. And mm-hmm. I, and, but oh, I can't believe she got to be with Brody for six years. You know what I mean? I know. It's crazy. And then got to get eaten out by Miley Cyrus on a yacht. Even more crazy. Even yes. more crazy. Good like for she's her. fine. She's fine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like she's fine. She's going to be fine. She's, she's fine. also dating someone else and she has a girl on the show who's into her. Like it's okay. Like everyone she's has stuff okay. going on. It's not like she's a loner. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Siesta Key. Yay. <laughs> okay, so you made a great point last week and you actually texted it to me after because um 
because of your cable debacle, you couldn't watch the very end of Siesta Key, and I described to you the Kelsey-Juliet fight. And then afterwards, you watched it, and you texted me, and you were like, it's so insane that Juliet is still the voiceover for this show (laughs) after being so openly violent. Like, how the fuck is anybody approving of this from, like, a production standpoint, from, like, just a role model standpoint, the entire thing? And then this episode starts, and there is no Juliet voiceover. And we get a Kelsey voiceover. We get an Amanda voiceover. And the it's the, what's the what's the word? There's a change of guard. Mm-hmm. And you predicted it. Well, because I was just like, how? I mean, I love I love it. But like, how can your protagonist be someone who's punched multiple people in the face? Yeah, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> I have no doubt she'll come back. But it's interesting that they decided to take a break from that. Yeah. Well, do you think the leaving the island was um, whose idea? Do you think that was probably the producers? I I just don't even know because in real life, when you punch someone like that, you get sued for assaulting somebody. Yeah, you gotta go. So I'm and like sure the producers were like, "You guys gotta separate. We can't have any more of this." Yeah. But it's also a fucking island. Like, just, like, it's crazy to me that they were like, you have to get off of the island. I wonder if some of it came from, like, Sam and Sam's people that are, like, this is your punishment. But then it obviously wasn't because they just, like, went to Miami and partied. So, yeah, I guess it had to have been production figuring it out. They also were there for weeks. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, I think that's. Could you imagine being on that island for weeks? I, I feel like it's stressful. I don't like yeah. it. It's too much no, time. Too much time to be on this like beautiful, beautiful. I feel like eventually it would just get scary. It would start yeah. to turn into something really, really spooky that I would like not be a fan of. Uh, but it wasn't until the end when they all decided to go home that they were like, the past few weeks have been kind of crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, weeks, dude. That's bonkers. Yeah, um, absolutely. So how did how did this how did the siesta key make you feel? What's the vibe? What's happening, Alyssa? Um, I really enjoyed them being like, uh, Kelsey's more motivated than you. Like, or uh, Juliet didn't get her swimsuits done in time, so she's unmotivated. Like, I just love that it's now all it's before it was all about like partying and being young, and now it's like, what are our careers? Like, we have to make a name for ourselves. Yeah. And when did that is, happen? Yeah, it's just all such like bullshit. Kelsey's swimsuits look like just the most basic swimsuits you could ever create. Like you basically just drew a swimsuit and you're like, red, blue, yellow. Thank you. Like Madison that's being it. like, I feel like these are for the everyday girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when somebody sees, like when you're in, when I was in film school and people would watch your short films, they'd be like, the lighting's really pretty. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> I worked so hard on a story and all this shit. And you're like, the lighting's nice. The lighting is really pretty. Yeah, the swimsuits are swimsuits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're swimsuits. Like, when you asked me about um, Pudu Pudu on uh, Abbott Kinney, and it's yeah. like, it's pudding. It was pudding. It was nice pudding. But it, was, it is pudding. <laughs> and that's, like, what the swimsuits are. The swimsuits are pudding. Like, they're just pudding. But it's, yeah, so fun to watch the stakes. I've said this from the beginning. The stakes of the swimsuit battle being so high are everything to me. Mm-hmm. It is. This is really turning me into a Kelsey stan, though. I was like, am I going to buy one of these basic ass swimsuits? Because I do. I am really enjoying watching her. I think that she's doing a good job of, and the show is doing a good job of creating this character that is not too 
too on the other end of this. Like, she's not being too much of a good girl. There's a little bit of it. There's some moments where she comes off as, like, I don't know, preachy about Juliet or, like, too, like, I don't know. But I'm I'm liking her. Are you liking her or are you annoyed? I mean, I don't know so much that I'm liking her is that I'm that everyone else is so horrible that she's the only neutral party left, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that, like, anything in her personality has really developed. I liked her confrontation with Kara and, you know, yes. not accepting, like, some bullshit easy apology. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I still, you, you know I love a villain, right? So I still love to just watch Juliet unravel. And yeah. I'm not really on a side because obviously, like, Juliet is so wrong. But it's interesting television. It's interesting to see how Kelsey handles this kind of stuff. Like, her trying to stay, like I said, neutral, knowing that Juliet is going to make herself look bad is a cool tactic to watch, for sure. Yeah, and it works on this show in a way that it wouldn't work on an average Housewives season mm-hmm. because I think Kelsey would come off as, like, incredibly boring and, like, yeah. not an agent of any sort of, like, change or drama. Um, and just, like, letting – she would seem like she was letting herself just, like, get the kick, the shit kicked out of her on Housewives. <laughs> but you're right that there's, like – she's surrounded by so much chaos and so many extreme characters and so much fighting. And she does, like, put in her two fucking cents about shit. Yeah. Um, she did go up to Juliet when Juliet was hitting on Max. Like, she is involved, but I think that she's doing a good job of, like, staying in a place where I could still root for her on a show where I would feel like I can't root for a lot of people. Other than wanting to root for Juliet to say some crazy mean shit to people. I did love the last scene where like this is this is just quintessential Siesta Key. It's like they're all discussing what happened. They're all discussing how Juliet like didn't take time to reflect on hitting her in the face. How she just went to a football game and is on a private jet. And like Georgiana is saying like she's a bad look for Sam whose family is you know needs to uphold their image. She can't just go around hitting people. And then Kelsey is sitting there and Amanda's like. Why would you say that about Juliet? <laughs> She's just like, I've known Juliet for a long fucking time. And just because she punched one of our friends in the face, it doesn't mean you can comment on her character. You don't know what they're like together in their relationship. And I'm just like, this is psychotic logic. And Kelsey's sitting there like, absolutely laughing because she's just like my friends are fucking idiots you know yeah could you imagine (laughs) someone punches you in the face then you and I are out at a dinner and I'm like listen things aren't just like over with her because she punched Alyssa in the face that's like not how life works it's so and she went out of her way to say it it's so good it's so good they're all so such messes it's great I am on pins and needles waiting to watch this hot mess that is Jordana meet alien fucking baby mama Brandon's baby mama who I'm convinced is a robot I do not think she's a real human she just acts and talks so weird and creepy and to watch them meet is just gonna be like everything that I've ever wanted from this show um that's very exciting to me I think I'm confused by who Serena is Serena who is oh her her like title card always says Juliet's friend Seems to be like a slightly older, slightly wiser, has her shit together presence that I'm also kind of convinced is a ghost because she's never at the party scenes, but she's on always like sitting on the beach with just one other character and Mm -hmm. being like, listen, Juliet, you can't punch people in the face. And then she'll be like, listen, Madison, I need you to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself and that there's more than just like your friendships and issue in your life. And I'm like, who is Serena? Where did she come from? 
What's she going on? She is a successful businesswoman. She is what they all aspire to be. She's a ghost. <laughs> She's a like vision. I I don't believe that. Like I just. I'm like really feel like I'm watching an M Night Shyamalan movie when she's on because no, she feels like she's you. from a different show and she's obviously been used to be a scene of like a vehicle to have a scene where people aren't like punching and spitting in each other's faces because she's like this very calming energy that comes in and makes people sit down and have mature <laughs> conversations and I'm like who the fuck is this person I don't get it. Uh, why not make like I mean she can't do it I guess I was gonna be like why not make Chloe try to do this but she can't yeah she can't I uh (sighs) yeah no I totally agree with you I think that's really funny I've never thought about how she's they're they're always like one-on-one alone talking to her and they could easily be like the twist is she was in their mind that's Juliet in the future (laughs) like whatever (laughs) um yeah, I have no idea like what she's successful for. I feel like we should look it up for the next pod. It's Juliet from the future. <laughs> Juliet's like, wow, I like gained a lot of weight. <laughs> I like the uh, this being like the bad. You were talking about student films. Like, what is the bad student film version of this siesta key private island trip? I think we just found it, and I think it's great. But this is good. Um, <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the fucking Bachelorette. Guys, it's so sad. It's yeah. very sad. It is sad. It's like not and it's sad for different reasons and some of them are like actually are do like touch me and I think are important to talk about and then there's other things that just like keep like feel like they're kicking me once I'm down after that and so there's just moments of it that this show is like not making me feel great watching it. Um like I know The Bachelorette has never been the most intentionally funny show, but I feel like they're even giving up on trying to be intentionally funny. Mm -hmm. They're not like, look at, let's go fucking give this guy a massage and then we'll switch and it'll be a, like that's, they've kind of forgotten that. What I will say is that Bash Ball was insulting to me. The little low budget, like tiny suspender wrestling outfits they were in that they were just like borrowing from what seemed like another challenge, but then covering their butts with these like Mickey Mouse heart buck cheek things were so unflattering, so gross. And they were like, the concept is you just slam into each other until we have to call an ambulance. I was like, this is And we're going to make that photographer who wears a lot of eyeliner be one of the judges and not talk. Like, I I hate everything about, like, it was just so lazy. It was so low budget. It was, like, insulting to me that they were just waiting for somebody to get hit. And then it was that sweet, sweet guy. I, like, can't deal. I, like, that really, that's my only major, major note from this episode. Yeah, obviously I'm not pro a sport that's basically like basketball with no dribbling on the grass like that just doesn't sit right with me and you know Mike made a good point he's like they're basically asking them to play rugby which is like a very violent sport and then yes. being upset that there's violence and they do this every season I, I it's like they are trying to see what happens when like a man gets hurt and the bachelorette like runs to his side and like comforts him but it's really I don't know we just know what's coming every single time and it's so dangerous yeah, and she made the point of in this in this instance, and I guess the last like what three seasons that they're in the bubble. So if you get hurt, you're out. Ugh. Like you don't get to come back. There's no like cute coming back from the hospital footage. It's just like no, you just get kicked off because you were slammed into the dirt while you were wearing a male romper with no ass. Like wh- that would be so awful. I'm. Those are some of the things. I guess it just like appeals to the competitive part of them. But like 
those are some of the moments like remember a few seasons ago someone was like I'm not doing this this is insulting to me and my child and he turned out to be like an absolute Mm -hmm. asshole but he was like I'm not gonna do this I have dignity there's this was one of those where I was like I'm shocked no one's like I'm not doing this man (laughs) I'm not look at this fucking outfit and the concept of this game like I'm not gonna do it but I guess they're very bored they're trapped in the house and they're like great a game I'll do it but you got to look back at it and be like, oh, God, what an embarrassing challenge this was. So stupid. No I would good. much rather see them struggle to play a sport. Like, if they can't yes. dribble, that's funny. You know, we don't need to have it result in injuries. Like, that's not the only way to show that you're macho or whatever they're trying to do. But, yeah, I, I mean, they're having they're having some serious conversations on The Bachelorette. They're very sad. I guess I'm glad that some of this is being aired, you know, to such a wide audience. But it just feels like a very different tone for the show. Yeah. In the very first Bachelorette season, um, she took like six of the boys to the basketball courts on Venice Beach and they played with Globetrotters. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I would love to see that. Yeah. And it was hilarious. That seems <laughs> it's so, so funny fun. to watch the guys be like, oh God damn it. And they're all like really excited to like meet Globetrotters, but like so embarrassed to be in that situation. And it's great. It's good TV. It's like, Nothing that's what you could do. It is more exciting for me to watch than a man who thinks he's very athletic, who does not know how to play basketball at all. Like, they, it's like such a specific like skill that when you're playing, if you're just big and hulky, you, you, you like throw your body around too much or you're, you can't, you, you're not coordinated enough to keep the ball with you. And it's just, I don't know. I would get a real kick out of it. So. <laughs> uh, well, that's all folks. Um, what a, what a classic Alyssa and Taylor recap in the week episode. Am I right? <laughs> Talking about wallpaper and bad basketball. Hey, yay. Um, I'm excited for next week. We're getting Erica Jane crying. We're going to meet uh, Jordana and creepy baby mama. Mm-hmm. We've got some exciting things coming and we're also going to have a fun interview next week. Um, so everybody have a fun and uh, safe 